There's no problem too big or small, no issue too hot or cold, and no subject these gentlemen won't talk about. Let's head into the lab to see what they're working to figure out today. Welcome to Figure It Out. This is George Grombach, and we've got a great show for you coming up. This week, Centauri and I were joined by Ro Rusnak, certified feng shui consultant. We had a great conversation that covered the history of feng shui, its benefits, and how you could put it into practice. You can learn more about Ro and what she's working on at elementsandenergy.com. Definitely encourage you to check it out. Please subscribe to the show, leave us a review, follow us on social media. That's enough about that. Let's go. Let's get into it and get down to it. Welcome to Figure It Out. This is George Grumbacher. Joining me as always is Centauri Minor. Hello, folks. Helping us move from awareness to action today is Ro Rusnak, certified feng shui consultant of with Elements and Energy. Welcome. Yes, thank you. Thank you for letting me be here. Excited to have you. Centauri, on a scale of 1 to 10, this be good. How, how, how harmonized are you with the surrounding environment? Oh, well, I, how does one answer that question? Um, just how do you feel? Just the number of heart. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> Here, here's how the scale of 1 to 10 works. I know one, how numbers one work. Really low. I understand how this gets. Oh, okay. Five, four, five. A five? Yes. Okay, fair enough. I'm basing that on nothing. I'm just, I feel like that's a five. It's a safe a, number. It is it's a safe. safe number. Safe. That's great. So <laughs> what is it about your environment that... that that you feel safe, that five would be a good number, Centauri? I think um, hmm, that's a good question. It's the, the question that I don't really know much about, so I'm excited to learn more about this. But I think just given how my home is put together, it's very comfortable. Um, and I have a pretty kind of minimal, minimalist surroundings, and so there's not a lot of clutter. I'm not a, I just hate clutter. I don't get it. Um, and so I would say that would put me at a five, but I'm sure there's more ways I could optimize things. Right, and I hope today to share some with you. Thank you. And Thank then you. You can, we can bring you up to at least a nine. Oh, wow, that's a jump. That's yes. aggressive. Okay, I'm Yeah, in. but you're, I can feel like you're up to it. I'm, I'm in. Okay, I'm good. In. Good. We're yeah, fun. you may be up to it do you, just from your initial impression do you think that that's possible i do because if he says he dislikes clutter as much as he does he has my heart because feng shui is a lot about decluttering oh really okay yes nice well very cool and as i was i i always it doesn't really take me that long to come up with a question that i think will be funny to ask centauri but one of my favorite quotes and it probably is running contrary to to what we're going to talk about today is that in life, you're either the hammer or the anvil. That means you're either hitting something yes. or you're the person getting hit. So I don't know what that tells you about me, but <laughs> I'm sure it says a lot. It, it does say a lot because in my in, in my world, my thought is, however you want your world to be, that's how you need to be. So if you if you want a more peaceful, <laughs> tranquil life. You're gonna you're gonna read about that and you're gonna find that you're gonna implement that into your life. And so I would never be a hammer or an anvil. Right. Yeah. Right? I'm not saying it's good or bad. It's just one of my favorite yes, quotes. Yes. So and and I asked you right before we got started, um, what is feng shui feng shui? Feng shui. Feng shui. Yes, feng shui. I'm gonna try to say that right from now on, but there's no promises. And you refer to it as a philosophy? It is a philosophy of life. It's okay. a way of living in the world and being more aware 
that mm -hmm. everything that we come into contact with in our environment, this office, all the artwork that you have on the wall, the artwork that is displayed beautifully on this table, everything is affecting you energetically because we are visual beings and we are feeling beings. So when you walk into a space, we want you to go, oh, I feel phenomenal in this room. Why do I feel so amazing? What is it? And every person is going to feel different depending on what and what they what they love, right? <laughs> Colors, there might be um, something from your childhood that really spoke to your heart, animals, whatever it would be. And so individually, we want to look at everybody's home and find out what makes your heart speak. What do you love? So if you're married and your wife says, I do not want this antler head on my wall that you hunted <laughs> and that you loved hunting when you were younger, I don't want this on my wall. I love animals. I'm a vegan. I don't want to see this, right? Then we learn how to have our own spaces. So you would take that head and you'd put it in your office. So she doesn't have to see that, but you can still enjoy that. So feng shui is all about visual, more on a feeling basis on how it feels for you energetically. And we want you feeling phenomenal because we know when we're feeling great, life is easier, life is better, and we usually are healthier. So feng shui takes all this into account, and that's what I do. I go into people's environments. I go into their homes. I go into corporations, and I make sure that every space is speaking to that person's heart that is in that space. So how did you, uh, just curious, how did you fall into this? Like, What was the impetus behind you saying, this is what I'm going to do? Yeah, um, when I was a little girl, I grew up with a single mom who worked and worked and worked, and the house was always disorganized. I could never find supplies for school. I can specifically remember when I was eight that I was looking for a pair of scissors to do my project for school that was due the next day. And I asked my two sisters, where are the scissors? We all agreed we keep the scissors in this drawer. And I'd find everything but the scissors. And at that Irritating. age, yeah, you know about clutter, when you can't find things, it wastes time. It creates distress in your body because you could be running late and you need something and you can't find it. So at age eight, I went to my neighbor's home, and she had me come in, and she opened the drawer, and everything was in its place. She just took out the scissors and said, here you go, honey, and when you come back, we'll just put them back in here. I thought, what a concept, right, <laughs> to put them back? Can I stay here? <laughs> right, exactly. So, so that is what I grew up with, being in clutter and being in chaos all the time and looking for clothes and never finding what I wanted. It was it was just awful. So fast forward, I um, we learn what we experience, right? We learn what we experience. So I was like that. My life was chaotic. It was messy. And Feng Shui also believes that your environment is a reflection of what's going on in your head and in your heart. So for Centauri, I know that when he goes into his home, and this office is very organized and neat and tidy, that he is very neat and tidy in his mind and in his heart compared to a hoarder, compared to somebody who's very disorganized in their home. That is what's going on internally with them. Mm -hmm. So feng shui is on the premise that our environments are a reflection of what's going on in our consciousness. So I help people go to another level when they're ready to go to another level of consciousness, that they don't want the chaos anymore. They don't want the disorganization in their life. It's a beautiful way to live. No, that's, that, that's awesome. And it strikes me that you could probably do it on accident, right? 
like I, I think that we all have a room maybe in, in, in our houses that we grew up in that, that was one of our favorite rooms. Mm -hmm. I can think about my breakfast nook growing up was this tiny little room, but it was so cozy because it had this low ceiling and it was just a table and had these benches. And it was everybody's favorite room. And I don't think that it was necessarily designed to be cozy. Well, who, who knows? Um, I don't know exactly what I'm trying to say, but... It was a feeling, right, that everybody was drawn to that room. Yeah. So most likely, I would say, is that it was elementally balanced as well. Because in feng shui, we not only look at the environment to make sure it's beautiful, we want to incorporate the five elements. And the five elements are wood, fire, earth, metal, and water. So in that space, you most likely had a really nice representation of all the five elements. And everybody just felt, oh, gosh, it feels good in here. Let's just hang out in here. Mm -hmm. And you may have had a round table. I don't know if your table was round. But usually people feel better in round tables, so everyone's equal at the table. Right. There's no one who's at the head of the table, right? We're all equal. And feng shui takes in all of these different very logical ways of setting up your environment. So it's always feeding you to be highly at the highest peak of vibration. And that's what we are, we're all learning about energy. Everything is energy. And that the higher your energy vibrates, the healthier and happier you are. And there are some great books too, but I don't want to. I don't want to derive from the, the feng shui. Um, it's it changed my life. I am a totally different person of the person I was ten years ago because of feng shui. What it introduced to me, where my life has gone with that. So I am so grateful to feng shui. That's awesome. So just yeah. ten, just ten years ago. Is ten years ago. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Ten years ago. My life, I started 20 years ago on the path, but 10 years ago I really started reading a lot more about energy and how we're all being affected. And I went in deeper with my work. And so now I have three legs to my business with the feng shui. I'm not only doing the feng shui of residential and corporations, I'm now feng shui in the hearts and souls of people mm -hmm. because I'm now able to release energetic blocks in their bodies that they've been holding since they were little. And it's all in the same principles of feng shui. It's all about blocks, energetic blocks. And in homes, we have energetic blocks as well. And that could be that one room that you put all the storage in, right? All, like the garage, a lot of people in their homes can't even walk through the garage. And that's an energetic block. So uh, for listeners, you're saying yes. block is something that's an obstacle. It is. It is gotcha. an obstacle. And it's an obstacle in the home. And in feng shui, not only do we use the five elements, we use what's called the bagua map. The bagua map is what we place on top of the home or on top of the office or on any space. It could be just on a desk. And it is called the bagua map. And the bagua map represents the, I, the eight guas. And it comes from the I Ching book the of China. What? The eight guas. Guas. So, yes, guas. G-U-A is the gua. And there are in total nine guas. But because in the center of this, of this map, and if you can imagine a tic-tac-toe board, that's exactly what the Bagua map looks like. So there's the one center box, and then there's the other boxes along it to create that tic-tac-toe board. The center box is our core, and that represents us. So in the center of our home or the center of an office is the core, and that re represents us in the center. And then the other eight boxes around us represent parts of our life. 
and those parts of our life are wealth and prosperity, fame and reputation, how people are speaking about you, right? Uh, love and romance, how well are you doing in relationships? And that not only is with your significant other, but with people in general, harmonious relationships. And then we have children and creativity. And so if, you, if I had met you before, George, and, and you would say, Ro, you know, we really want to have children, but we're having challenges, I would go to that part of your home and make sure it was elementally balanced and bring in the desired features for children and creativity. Then besides children and creativity, just below that is helpful people in travel. And that is with all the people, like who's calling you and saying, hey, what do you guys need? You know, can I help you in any way? What do you need? Or being promoted or easier, just an easier life in general. And then next to that is the career area and that has to do with your work. And then the other adjacent box to that is knowledge and self-cultivation. How well you are assimilating information, your studies, learning new information, and your connection to source, whatever you feel that source is, God, whatever your spiritual beliefs are. And then the last one around the circle is health and family. And that has to do with your physical health and also how you are relating to family members. So that is the Bhagavad map. And it always goes on in coordination to the entry door of the home or the entry door to the space, whatever we're functioning. Thanks. Yes. So 10 years ago, you were pursuing a different path or looking for something more. And did you find Taoism? Because I, just from the brief amount of research I did, Taoism is a function, or feng shui is a function of Taoism. Correct. Or it's Confucius. 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 Yes. yes. Confucian. He, Confucius was the one who first started with the idea. And it has, there are three different forms of feng shui. The first one is very much steeped in Buddhism and that is the black hat sect feng shui that comes from the Confucian beliefs. Then what I'm studying, the form of feng shui from the Western school of feng shui is called essential form feng shui. And that is all of the energetics from the black hat sect feng shui from Buddhist beliefs and philosophies. However, my mentor, Tara Catherine Collins from the Western School of Feng Shui, she found that it was very challenging to bring these beliefs to the West because there's so many Christians, there's so many Jewish people who did not want Buddhist beliefs. So what I teach is just the energetics of Feng Shui. I will not go into a home and tell them about Buddhist beliefs because I want them to understand the real origin origin of feng shui and that is the energy that they're being surrounded with so it's it's taken off very well in this culture because people want to be able to assimilate it the way in their belief system that's comfortable for them so essential form feng shui is what i teach and it's much more intuitive i go much more intuitive i'll find out so satari so if i was coming to your home i would say tell me where you want to be in three years okay. where do you see yourself if we project you both into 2021, January 6th, or January, what's today? Today's the 3rd. 3rd. 3rd, January 3rd. Without any limitations, without any bars in your mind, what would be your best life? And I would give you this assignment a few days before, and you would tell me that. And then I come into your home, 
knowing where you want to go. And I feng shui your home. So it's really like a vision board, a 3D vision board that you're living in. And because you're seeing these pictures and you're remembering who you are in three years, it comes so fast. And that's how I work with my feng shui, and I get amazing results. Nice. Yeah. So going back to your original question, 10 years ago, I did not read about the Taoism. About, uh, I read more about Buddha. I read more about living a peaceful life. I read about why is my life so chaotic? How can I bring different tools into my life? And 20 years ago, I touched on feng shui when I heard Tara Catherine Collins speak. And I was reading about that. And then 10 years ago, I had an epiphany that I wasn't playing big enough. So I really started playing bigger with speaking about feng shui because I was so scared about speaking. And now I can get up in front of audiences and speak after doing my energetic clearance on myself. I don't have a problem speaking anymore. So can you, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm curious about just kind of the pedagogy or the, mm -hmm. what, what do you have to go through to become you? There are different, again, you have to decide what form of feng shui you want to teach. There's the black hat sec feng, uh, feng shui to, to learn, and that's what the Buddhist beliefs, very steeped in Buddhism. You can learn the essential form feng shui that I learned and become certified, and that was a two-week certification program that from eight in the morning until six at night, Monday through Friday, you're entrenched with these, these mm -hmm. learning modalities. And there's testing to make sure that you are able to go into somebody's home and do this properly. So that is how to get the certification. There's also another form of feng shui, it's called the classical form of feng shui, and that is being with a directional compass. I don't know if you guys have ever heard a feng shui consultant coming in with a compass, and he says, okay, George, you are born on this certain date, so your quan number is a four, let's say. So when you're making a power call, when you need to convince someone or you need to be in your power position, I want you facing north because you are a four. And astrologically, in the Chinese astrological calendar, this is the best direction for you to be in. So, right. Wow. So, right? So they get really, really distinct. And it's very mathematical and it's very exact. So if you are a very left-brain person that's really wants no gray areas, you want facts and you, you don't want to feel, you don't care about intuition, then that's the practitioner you want. And they will they will coordinate the home to the breadwinner who's making the most money and they will have the bed situated for that person that their head is facing north when they sleep. They will do a lot of directional placement. And for me, I work with a lot of families and that didn't resonate with me. Mm. I want everyone equal mm. in power. I want every, and I wouldn't introduce that thought to anyone that just because you make more money, that you're more powerful than anyone else. So that, right from the beginning when I started reading about that, that didn't resonate with me. So essential is perfect for me, and that's my vehicle to go and spread harmony and peace in the world. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I started, at the beginning of 2015, I had a really strong desire to have more energy and to become more efficient. And so I did what all really smart people do is got on YouTube and, and started watching YouTube videos about things. And I stumbled upon meditation. Oh, cool. <clears throat> and so that led me down the path of mm. learning about Buddhism mm -hmm. and all those, all that really, really, really valuable and, and awesome stuff. And the highest state in Buddhism that you can get to is enlightenment. Yes. Right. And I'm just curious if, and one of the major paths to enlightenment is through meditation, 
but it strikes me that making sure that you were in tune and your environments were correct in terms of feng shui. I, I wanted to say that they were feng shui out. <laughs> that works. No, <laughs> I like that better than correct. Because I like that better than correct, George, because there is no correct. Right? Okay. There's, there's no correct. There is what makes you feel freaking amazing in your space, right? So you may be a person who's going to school right now and, and you need a lot of wood element around you, which would not per se be correct in feng shui because we want a balance mm. of those. But when a person's going to school, if you were to tell me, Ro, I, I, next three years, I want to be learning so much information. I would just want to be downloading and really holding on to that so I can speak it intelligently. I want to assimilate it so well. I would say, let's make sure you've got a little bit more wood in this room because I want you expanding quickly. And wood is all about growth, right? A tree grows, flowers grow, everything grows, and I want you growing mentally. So we bring in the wood element heavier uh, for you. So it all depends on what, where, where are you going in three years? What, what is your heart's desire? Without anybody saying, no, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. No, we're not. That's totally, we want unlimited possibilities. Right. It's so much fun when you live in that creativity yeah. and you have your spaces holding you, right? And they're holding you, they're supporting you. It, it's amazing. It's just amazing. Amazing. And we'll talk about results and, you know, right. what my clients get. Well, it makes this. sense to me that one size does not fit all and, you know, just because uh, one type of one feng shui does not, I, I'm, I'm going to get the proper term, the proper way to use this term. Um, <clears throat> the, the correct model for Centauri's house yes. would, would not be the correct for mine exactly. or even exactly. me 10 years exactly. from now. Right? Exactly, because we're always changing. It's not static, right? Exactly. So I want to share with you in this philosophy, there are three principles uh, because you just brought up change. So the first principle is that everything is energy. Right? Everything is energy. That's principle number one. And that within this energy, everything is vibrating at a certain frequency. So we know that colors vibrate at a certain frequency. We know that this chair is vibrating at a certain frequency. It's just a lot slower in motion than we are, right? We can move around. So we're vibrating higher. Just like they believe, and there's great books to read about vibration, is they believe Jesus Christ was vibrating at 700. And that at 650, 700, you can just disappear. You can, because you're so light. Your mm. energy is so light that people don't see you. Kind of like the Mayan civilization. Um, any, anybody who reaches that enlightenment is at such a high frequency. So philosophy number one, the first principle, is that everything is energy. Number two is everything is connected by this energy. So how I walked into the room today affects you both. My energy is affecting you just like your energy is affecting me. So this was huge for me when I was studying feng shui is that it taught me that I have to take a hundred percent responsibility for my phenomenal life. I'm not not my mom, not my dad, not my sister, not my husband. It's me, right? And that was huge for me because I was always feeling like a loser. Like why, you know, my life's so bad. Why is it, you know, day after day and so miserable? And when I read this, like, you know what, everything is connected and that I'm affecting my children's lives. Well, geez, you know, I want their lives to be phenomenal. So I better step it up. And that was huge, principle number two. Principle number three is that everything is constantly changing. 
everything is constantly changing, right? So when you said 10 years from now, our bodies aren't going to be the same. We're going to be totally different, hopefully, because we're growing, right? I mean, some people are going to stay the same mentally. Right. But this group of three, I can guarantee, we're not going to be the same people. We're going to see things totally different in 10 years. No doubt. Right? Because we're all about expansion. So, so those are the three principles, and I live by those principles. And I teach people to live by those principles and not to be afraid. So many people live in fear. Well, yeah, we're getting older. But why not embrace it? I mean, how many women are going for Botox, you know, because they have lines on their face? Embrace it. Right. Don't push it away. Just learn how to embrace it. Mm -hmm. So it's really a great way to live. Very easier, healthy. Easier said than done. Not necessarily, unless you think it's hard. Right? If it's a belief that it's hard, that's going to be hard. Hurt is in the mind, sorry. <laughs> if, if you can walk, you can run. That's right. Sorry. <laughs> I think in ten years, inspirational things. Yes. In, in ten years, Santari will have disappeared. He'll be operating at such a high level. Right. We were just right. And we all have different goals. Right. Some Certainly. of us want to have a higher vibration. Others, not so much. Mm -hmm. And it's all perfect. Yeah. It's all good. Is that chi? Is that what we're talking about? That's what we're talking about. Energy is chi. It's life force. It's love. It's anything that you perceive as goodness. Why would anybody not be interested in this? Because <clears throat> it I seems like it's like I don't see really bad negative. I, don't see I think bad it's about had this. connotations to a spirituality. Mm. It's been connected to Buddhism, oh. and a lot of people have fear about changing their belief systems when they've been in faith to what they feel is right. And it's just about education, teaching people it's not religion; it's it's a philosophy mm -hmm. of life, and and teaching people that it's nothing to fear. I find a lot of people are afraid, like, oh, well, I don't want to put negative juju in my home if I do it wrong, mm. right? Is it gonna is it gonna cause something wrong if, if I didn't hear you say, you know, I thought you said to put it over here and then I put it in the wrong spot? Is that gonna like create badness in my life? <laughs> and no. And and what I do always with my clients is I, I write a beautiful report for them, 13-page report after I've made the assessment. They're walking in their home with me or in the in the corporation with me, and then they get a 13-page report for me really detailed of what I've asked them to do. And I always tell everyone, you know what, you're going to check in with your gut. And if I've told you because you said you wanted to be in an extraordinary relationship with your man or your woman, and I tell you to do this in your love and romance, but you get a hit in your gut that says, I don't want to do this. this. doesn't feel good. You listen because your soul has a different path. And it may not be ready for that extraordinary relationship right now. You may need to do some more work somewhere else to be in alignment to that extraordinary person, right? You may not be quite there yet. So you listen to your gut, listen to your gut, and then you make the changes. And it's worked really well. Nice. Yes. So you've talked, and you hinted at it a little bit before, but can you talk a little bit about kind of the efficacy of it? So some of the things that you've seen, you have this, you go in with a plan, and yes. you work with the family, and then and then two years later, they say, what? Yeah. So I always talk for about 20 minutes if somebody's referred to me, or they hear about me, and they call me, like, or they send me an email. I always say, let's talk for about 20 minutes. Let's So you can hear my voice. You can see if I resonate with you, because there's a lot of people you can choose, and I want to make sure we're a good fit. So we talk on the phone, and I ask them. I'll, I'll say, okay, are you guys up for really looking at your life mm -hmm. deeply? because I want this to be a profound experience for you. I don't want to just come in and, and till you're ready, maybe you need to think about this. Because I like going deep. I don't like just doing superficial. 
So I will say to them, I'm going to send you the Baga map. There's the nine different guas. You're going to address all of them. And you're going to write out your best life in each portion. So wealth and prosperity. How much money are you making in three years? Are you putting it into investments? Are you doing Bitcoin? Are you doing, what are you doing with your money in three years? I want, I want you to be thinking about this because when we start projecting three years, we tend to underestimate, but when we do it a year out, we tend to overestimate, right? Mm. So I love the three years and then they, they get into that zone and I tell them, this is to play, bring out that little six-year-old in you. No adults allowed in the room when you're doing this. Oh. You and your husband or you and your partner, whatever. I want you guys to play with this. What is your best life? And it's so amazing, you guys. So many people don't allow themselves to think of a best life. They have their either their dad's voice, their mom's voice saying, well, you can't do that because of this. Or, well, you can't do this because of this. Maybe you're not, edu you know, whatever the thoughts are, oh, I'm not educated enough to make this much money. BS. Who said that? Whose voice is that? That's not true. So they have fun with that. And then within the week, I come to their home. I tell them not to move a thing. I want to see where the energy blockages are. I want to see what's going on in your day-to-day -day life. And then I come in knowing what they want. And I go to each gua and I assess what is happening in this part of their home. So the wealth and prosperity area from this door, and when I, to your listeners, I'm talking about the door to the room. When you walk into the house or you walk into the room, the wealth and prosperity is the very far left back corner, right here, of the room. So from your, from your door, coming in far back left corner. I assess that area, I make sure that there's a little bit of water represented. Now again, water is represented by different items in feng shui. It can actually be a water feature, it can be a sink, it can be a shower, it can be anything that relates to water, a picture of water, anything like that is water. The color black is water, represents water. So we want to make sure there's a nice representation of water because money equates water. We want movement with your money. So I look at all these different guas, I write down my suggestions, I tell them what I'm putting down, and I tell them they're gonna get the report within five to seven days. So, results now. When they do what I tell them, when they follow the report, they will start having shifts. They will start seeing things because they believe it's going to happen, right? Ro came in my house, she put the water feature where we're supposed to go, and this is the best feng shui I'm giving them from my studies. The, the water represents money, and when you add the water there, you're going to have movement with your, with your money in a positive way. So everybody's home, I, I feel, should have a beautiful water fountain in the backyard to the very far left of the property. The money coming in, and you will always be set with money. Also, a swimming pool in that area of your backyard, the very far left of the backyard, you will always have money in your home. Always, always, always. It's, an, it's, it's a lot like gravity. When you walk off a two-story building, the law is you are going to fall off that building. When we put water or some form of a water energy in that area, you will earn more money. And I don't ask me how it works exactly. I just follow the information that it's a 3,000-year-old philosophy. It works every time I do it.
Every time I do it, every area, when I enhance, the people have a positive experience. So I'll give, can I give you an example? Would Please you like do. to hear about an example? Yeah, I was just going to say, what's the over-under on right. Centauri digging a pond? That <laughs> yeah. Right well, I'm going to, I'll talk, I'll talk about many, but the one that's been most profound for me is um, Maricopa County Judge came to me and he had found out he had cancer in his body. And he said, Ro, I really don't believe in this, but I'm so open to finding out different modalities to help me. And I've heard one of my friends, she said that you really helped her bring in a relationship and they've been married now for four years. She's so happy, blah, blah, blah. And I said, yeah. I said, so, you know, why don't you believe this? And he goes, well, I don't know very much about it. And um, I don't know anybody else who's, who's used it, but my girlfriend, my friend, and um, I'm very left-brained. I'm a Maricopa County judge. I don't understand this. I said, well, first then I want you to come to my classes. So we took all my classes, six classes, beginner, intermediate, more intermediate, more intermediate, and then advanced. So he really could understand the concepts because he's a bright guy and he didn't understand. Took all the classes, he said, come to my home. I want you to feng shui it. Feng shui the home. He did every single thing I told him to do. In his health area, his walls were painted purple. It was his master bedroom. And in the health area, purple, and in any section of a home, purple represents the fire element. In the health gua of our homes, the colors represented are greens and blues, and it's wood element. Health is all about growth, restoration, just like studying. And so I said, paint your, paint your walls either a really beautiful blue or a really beautiful spa green. And then I told him what to do in every area of the home. He brought in family pictures into the health area as well as his bedroom. And after three months, after three months, he said, Ro, he goes, I want you to come back into my home because I've had an epiphany. Because with all of my clients, I, I mandatory, you have to learn to meditate. You have to have quiet time. You have to be able to hear your knower. You have to get in touch with that small voice because it knows best for you. So he said, I've loved the meditation so much that I want to change my front office into a meditation room. I said, great. Came in, showed him what to do, went back home. Within two weeks, it was a meditation room. He not only healed within six months, the cancer was completely out of his body in six months, but he went to Deepak Chopra's Institute. He is now teaching meditation to all the county clerks all of the court reporters in Phoenix, and he's now a meditation instructor. He he's retired from the county. He is living life high. He looks. He, when I first met him, he would always have his buttons up to the very top of his collar. I'd say, you know, relax. Why don't you like? Right. No, no, no. I feel very comfortable this way. Now he's in hippie clothes. He's just like so relaxed yeah, and awesome. happy. He doesn't need more shirts anymore. Right? Like he's just so, he's so <laughs> happy. And that is what I want to bring to the world. I want, and I want Maricopa County people understanding meditation and spirituality. And it, nobody has to practice the same spirituality. I don't care about that. But as long as they're being kind to one another and not having disease in their body from all the stress that we're under, that's my, my goal. Do you find that when you go into people's homes, do they have the elements there, or do you typically see that there has to be some change? Like you walk into homes and they're like, you should buy a piece or take this piece out, or is it you work with what they got? I work with what they have. Gotcha. Very unusually, 
does it happen where I need to ask them to bring in some items? Most of us are either in have two elements higher than the other elements. For, for instance, for me, I'm a very metal element. I have lots of metal, lots and lots of metal in my environment, grays, uh, whites, um, very clean and clear because that's how my brain wants to be. I've loved this life now, so I'm always looking for clarity and that's what the metal element does for us. Um, grays, whites give us clarity of thought. So we have, we have some beautiful artwork in here and there's a picture that says happy uh, just to the right of the door and this is, this is actually in your children creativity area which tells me that you guys have a lot of fun in here and you're happy and you're playful, right? That is, that is in your children creativity. So it tells me that you guys are having a hell of a good time together, right? If that was a very serious picture or a very um, drab and dull, I would say, let's change this up, guys. We need to have more fun in here. But you guys have it down. You guys have got it down, the fun well, factor. People pretty, well, they, they hired you, but folks are fairly receptive at least. Oh, oh my gosh, so receptive. Because they want a better life. Better. And, and I, I, I write and I speak about other people's experiences of how they used to be as well as I was. I mean, you guys, I would cry every morning, every night in my life. That was my life. Oh no! I was so depressed, <clears throat> and I would I would say, God, why have you forsaken me? What 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 am I doing wrong? I'm a good person, and it was me learning to take full responsibility for my life and finding, like I love um, what Neil Donald Walsh says. There is not going to be a big sign, neon sign up in the sky saying, "Roe will do this and be happy." That's our responsibility to go find out what brings us joy. And that's why the meditation is critical. We have to go within and find out what makes my heart joyful. So many kids, our kids aren't doing this. Our kids don't go in, they you know, listen to loud music. There's, I was just in the airport and they're now pumping in radio sounds in the airport so you can't have quiet thoughts, mm. right? You can't just sit there and be in quiet. They're now pumping us with words and sounds so we can't even hear our own thought we can't read a book because there's this noise in the background so i just i really um, the feng shui is all about going within because when you are within your outer external world is going to be a display of that and right now our world is crazy it's crazy crazy because our outer world is crazy that it's just this reflection inner outer and I want to be a catalyst to bring people back to turning off the TVs, turning off the radios. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> we got we got to go within more. We've got to go within more and, and learn, again, how to be kind. Another one of my favorite quotes is, um, and I'll... I think it says that, that one of man's biggest problems is his inability to sit quietly in a room by himself. We can just say one of people's biggest problems are inability to sit quietly in a room by themselves. And that's definitely a lost art because we don't know how to just be bored anymore because we have our phones. And just to be, right? Just to be with yourself and say, what do I want to do today? What would make me happy? Or to be led by your intuition, like what's the most important thing I, with all these things I have to do to show me what's the most important thing for me to do first, right? And it comes, it just downloads if you're in touch 
with that knower in you. And so many people I come across are like, what? I just am going to do what, you know, is the most important thing, like on my desk, the biggest, the biggest thing. Like, no, go with what's going to bring you the most fun because then you're going to get through it really fast. Right. You're going to get through it really fast. And people are going to feel when you send that email out to people, they're going to feel like you were joyful when you sent it. Instead of like, oh, I have to do this. I got to get it out. Yeah. So, so feng shui is not only about the environment, your environment. It's about the internal environment in you because it's constantly this dance back and forth. I completely agree. And what you're talking about, at least from my perspective, is I don't know if the world has really changed that much, but how we let everything into our heads has changed just because we have these devices and we have Twitter and Facebook and constant news that gives us so much information all the time. Um, and I think that that does have the effect of sort of scrambling our brains. And it we, definitely does. Um, I, I really think, I think that's the number one and most coaches, most people who are studying psychological behavior and effectiveness in the world, they will say that that is the number one cause of people being retarded. Their brain being retarded is because there's so many things pulling at us. We're so scattered and we're not focused. Mm -hmm. So in feng shui, I teach all my coaching clients because I feng shui women. Um, they have to turn off their phones, get off Facebook for an hour and a half in the morning, hour and a half in the afternoon. And that's changed their lives. That has changed their lives. They're so much more productive because they're not checking. Oh, somebody just, I just heard my computer say somebody Facebooked me. I got to go see what that is, mm -hmm. right? So it's really staying focused. There was a. Uh, they double their, and literally, they're doubling their incomes from this. I believe it. Doubling their incomes. There was a great article uh, talking about um, planes, where up until recently, the last kind of bastion of quiet time was because without the internet on planes up until recently, um, that was the only place where you could shut off your phone and be like, this is actually a safe space for me to say, you just can't get a hold of me. I'm not going to do anything but maybe read a book or maybe read a magazine or sleep or do whatever you, whatever yes, you want. Yes, quiet. But now, with Wi-Fi and planes, people are actually saying that that was, and now they feel pressured to now be on Wi-Fi to work, whereas the, the plane was before the only time where they were like, there's nothing I can do about it, so I can just disconnect. And now it's... Even in, even in the air, you're supposed to be doing something. Right. And that's, that's just not healthy for our bodies. Right. In, in feng shui, we, we look at work, rest, and play. And the ideal format is eight hours of rest, right? Now, that includes the meditation there. So somebody could be sleeping seven hours and then meditate for an hour. Then we go to play, which is literally eight hours of play. So that could be going for your run. That could be exercise. You know, hopefully you love exercise, and so that's going to be play. But we want eight hours of play. So we want you reading things that you enjoy. Hopefully you enjoy your work, so it's not always um, considered work. But then eight hours only of work. That is the ideal life and balance. And so this year, I'm really putting that into play. I've committed to my boyfriend that instead of working 50 to 55 hours a week, I'm reducing to 40 to 45, and I'm going to make the same amount of money because it's just a belief, right? That can I really make that amount of money in 45, 40, 45? Why not? You absolutely just do it. Just do it. Yeah. So I'm, and I'm focusing. So, so that's feng shui also is all about balance. It's great timing, 
It's not always great time, but today it was that, that I was actually writing about how people spend their time. And the 2016 study about how Americans spend their time on average tells us that 8.77 hours a day are spent doing personal care, including sleeping. 8.28 hours a day are working, 3.3 leisure, an hour of household activities, an hour of eating and drinking, uh, half hour a day of purchasing goods and services, and the other just sort of a mishmash. So only 3.13 hours of leisure or fun. Mm. Yeah. And in our society, we are so promoted and so praised when you're working hard, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, you're so busy. Oh my gosh, you don't have time for things. You're, you know, go girl, go or whatever. You know what it is? Like I hear that all the time. Like, oh, okay, I'm really full. That's great. Go, go, go. Like, no, that's not what I want. I don't want to go, go, go. I want to have balance. And and so that's what I'm, I'm teaching women to do because I primarily work with women. So I'm teaching women to say no. Close the computer. Close the computer at seven because there's so many of my women friends that work until like eight thirty, nine o'clock at night. And then they can't sleep, right? Because all the blue light. Right. You're so bing. So like, no, you turn off the computer at seven. It will wait. Whatever it is will wait. And the more rested we are, the more productive we are the next day. The more fun you've had the day before, the more fun you're going to have today, right? Because you're still pumped up from it. So that is feng shui. It's, it's so different. And my third leg of my business is I'm, I feng shui with a really awesome expert uh, interior designer and we stage homes so we move homes for people and realtors whose homes are stuck they're not mm. moving that's a good idea yeah so we help there and we do really well with that too mm. yeah so that's my three legs coaching the feng shui of actual spaces and staging that's what i'm doing in the world that's yeah awesome yes helping people to be empowered to do the things that we've been talking about i can definitely understand how your clients see the results that they see. Um, one of the things I was curious about uh, was how engaged do people have to really be in this process to get the results and I assume that they had to be really engaged but you never know you could just yeah. feng shui a house and it's all taken care of. It is. I've had actually people say you know what um, we just had something come up we're gonna have to you're, you're here this is great here are the keys, just lock up, leave you the key in the, and just do the assessment and tell me what you found. And then I will have another phone call with them like for an hour telling them what I found in their home. If they're, what we, uh, glaring splinters. A glaring splinter is referred to a part of the home that's a huge block, huge energetic block. It's a glaring splinter. And glaring spl splinters are often when there's a staircase in the middle of the home because that creates so much instability, the movement of the stairs walking down every day, there's all this movement, that that is not the best construction of a home. And you know, it's really fascinating to a lot of architects, I cannot find one architect in the greater Phoenix area that has any feng shui background. Yeah. So, I was curious about that, like yeah. how intentional are people about this? Yes, yes. But no, nobody is. Not so much, but <laughs> some people intuitively, because I think we all intuitively know about feng shui, it's just some of us, you know, have forgotten more of it than others. And a lot of people's homes I go into have a natural feng shui that they've done really well in certain areas and then other areas, not so much, right? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Centauri, what have we forgot to talk about? 
Now I think this is fascinating. Answered all my questions. I'm going to now Google the nine guas. Yes, or and it's called the Bagua map, and within the Bagua map are the nine guas. Bagua, B-O-G-U-A. B-A-G-U-A. That's close. B-A, Bagua map. Yes. Excellent. No, but thank you. Yes, you're welcome. Ro, where can people learn more about you? Yeah, they can go to my new website. I just finished uh, creating a new website in the last two months, so they can go to to that, and that's Ro at elementsandenergy.com. They can go to www.elementsandenergy.com. Um, and my phone number, they can reach me there. All my information is on my website, so they can reach me there and they can see what I offer. And I do want to give a shout out. This Saturday is a vision board party. It's the eighth annual vision board party. And I have over 100 people that attend. And I have room for about 10 more people. So if anybody's interested in coming to the vision board party, it's in Tempe at the Para Club. And that starts at 1 p.m. until 5 and I will show you how to feng shui your board so every area of your life is represented on your, on your vision board and 75% of my attendees I'm going to rephrase that my attendees have 75% of their boards come to fruition each year wow. and that's why I have such a big following makes sense it's wow. very exciting you do that every year? every year every year I do it cool yes is there anything else you'd like to share that we haven't covered on or touched on? Um, my hope is just for everyone to look at their spaces where they're living right now. And if you don't like where you're living, to start loving your space. Because as soon as you start loving it and caring for it, you're given another space. Or you're given something to even improve the space you're in. So really start tweaking your thoughts about your living space. And look at the rooms you do like. And ask yourselves, why do I like this room so much? What is it about it? And then go into the other rooms and bring in some of those elements. So like we were talking about the wood element. If you, you had a wood table, if you had a plant in there, if you had anything botanical on the fabrics, those are all the wood elements. And to really to pull up, you, they can even pull up the bogger map, my bogger map. And they can look at that and say, oh, this is what's needed in the love and romance, and this is what's needed in the children creativity. And just bring one item in and see how you feel. Yeah, that's awesome. Make, advice. A, make a positive change. And I'm going to totally go off the rails here. Is is there a, a chain or a company that every one of their spaces that kind of hit hit it out of the ballpark? Or is there like, a like, chain like, like Starbucks? Like every Starbucks I walk into, it's so good. Oh, or I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. There is not just one. Um, what again because we are so individual yeah I want I want your listeners to be looking at their spaces of what brings them joy and 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 looking at your artwork artwork is so important if there's uh, any artwork of depressed people people looking down and you're wondering why you're feeling sad in your home <laughs> you want to look at it. your artwork <laughs> right we want happy we right. want uplifting so look at your artwork and um, if, if you have a teenager and they have some dark things in their room, allow them to be with that for a little bit because teenagers are oftentimes trying to find out who they are. And the dark, people. Yeah, the dark, <laughs> the dark helps them find that out and they'll get back. They'll get back. Or make them live in the backyard. Until they... <laughs> or in the basement, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. Or if there's an apartment above the garage. Right. Anyway, Ro, thank you so much. You are so welcome. It was a pleasure. <clears throat> 
Um, if you like what you heard, as always, please subscribe to the show. If you've not already, leave us a review. Like us on Facebook. Definitely check out Rose website, which I'll list in the notes of the show. And as always, keep questioning because the struggle is real.